Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. Each week, we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. All right, Mays, I hope you had a great long weekend. It's good to be back with you. Hey, Jenny. Glad to be back with you again this week after the extended holiday weekend. Oh, yeah. And it looks like this weekend brought something a little special for carriers. So why don't we get right into that? Yes, you are right. The holiday did bring a more favorable market for carriers. Not only did we witness spot rates increase nationally last week, but we also saw a slight relief in fuel costs. Yep, our friends over at Transport Topics cited a 3.2% decrease. But let's get into the markets. What are they looking like this week in comparison to last week? The story hasn't changed much, Jenny. The southeast coastal region and markets along the Mexico border, which we have continued to report on, tightening, and these continue to be favorite origin for carriers as we witnessed up to 5% increases in spot rates throughout last week. And this makes sense, as the 10 rejections jumped last week, ending the month 25% higher than where we started in the southeast. And this felt like it crept up on us. Even though we've been monitoring this really gradually, we saw this coming, but this is a nice increase. The east coast has certainly been stealing a lot of attention lately after almost two years focusing on the west coast. But the west coast is catching some attention lately and pulling back over the cameras as produce such as cherries hit the road and shippers start feeling pressure on spot rates. And it's not just that, produce season is in full effect. We've just gotten through Memorial Day, now we're heading right into 4th of July, which is another big produce moment for shippers. This is directly correlated to the jump in tender rejections we saw last week, especially out of the major markets in California. Now shippers, California is going to be the market to watch. There's a lot going on over there with port negotiations coming up July 1st, so keep that in mind. The Northeast continues to be a worry for carriers when it comes to fuel prices, but for shippers, they've been able to keep control of capacity, preventing freight from being rejected and shifting to the spot market, even as the region saw the largest gain in volume throughout the month of May. Nationally, rejections have held flat, but we saw an increase in overall dry van volume as we drove out of May. Digging deeper, we see that increased volume is primarily driven by the rise of local and short hauls. And this is why we don't see as much pressure in the spot market. So this is a great way to close out the month of May for carriers, but May is as we go through June and the rest of the summer of freight, I'm curious to know what are the trends that you're starting to see? Driving through June will be a tall test for truckload markets. Shippers will likely be able to hold pricing power in most cases as volume continues to be taken by contract carriers through route and guide acceptance. Carriers and brokers will continue to see shippers flip the previous repricing trend and push their partners to lower contractual freight as the gap between contract and spot rates only widen. And what's yet to be seen is whether or not this continual widening of this gap between spot and contract is a good thing for the industry. What do you think, Mays? Though, as you point out, Jenny, I continue to advocate for change in the industry. I cannot emphasize enough the issue that the pricing whiplash between supply and demand brings to the industry. I have been cautioning shippers on repricing contractual freight significantly for the past few weeks. We continue to see a surge in revocations of operating authorities. The impact of this is yet to be seen and could be less impactful if these drivers were reversing the trend we saw throughout the pandemic and went back to larger national fleets instead of redriving on their own. Hopefully, this is not capacity fully leaving the industry. If so, we could see a turn in cycles 
faster than we traditionally do. Ask Maze for a trend and he never disappoints. That is something incredibly important to be watching over the next couple of months. But if it's one thing that we've learned over the last few years of, of business, truckers are very resilient. So let's see how the rest of the year carries out, Maze. Trucking markets may be calm and continue to work in favor of shippers, but the issues at ports around the country still create bottlenecks and concerns. In the Northeast, there weren't just people off the shorelines, there are also vessels. Ports outside of California continue to grab the spotlight as bottlenecks start to show, such as New York, New Jersey port, which is the largest in the East Coast, averaging 14 ships waiting outside of the port in recent weeks, which is the highest since the beginning of the pandemic. Imports from Asia may be down over 3% on the West Coast, but they were significantly up elsewhere, as compared to the same time year over year. Asia imports are up more than 9% on the East Coast and a whopping 35% in the Gulf region through April. Congestion caused by empty containers and a lack of chassis continue to plague ports. And in the next few episodes, we have a couple of deep dives in ocean freight so that we can get a better handle on why this is affecting inland freight, namely with Vishnu Rajamanikam, who is a logistics and supply chains writer. You may know him from Business Insider. And our dear friend Lauren Began, who is a maritime expert at Squall Strategies. So stay tuned for those next couple of episodes. Looking across the ocean, recently have focused on the potential issue caused by lockdowns in China. On May 26, lockdowns were eased and throughput at the world's largest port in Shanghai saw an almost instant return to normal production. With throughput reaching 96% to pre-pandemic levels and trucking levels rebounding to almost 90% pre-pandemic levels. The impact of the lockdown on the US imports is not looking to be as extreme as it could have been. This is partially because most large retailers pulled forward freight and are now balancing high inventory levels as they moved from just in time to just in case. And the impact of inflation has had on American consumers. Industries such as the automotive sector will continue to see the impacts that the lockdowns in China's had farther impact their supply chain. It is no secret that inventory levels are having a different effect on shippers this year. Well, thanks to last year's port congestion, inventory levels have skyrocketed and we're starting to see more and more sales as retailers start to get rid of the inventory that they are backlogging in their facilities and warehouses. Though I do believe in 2022, the second half of the year, we will be talking more about warehousing issues. This is not a new challenge to the shippers, but they will face tighter warehousing capacity and rising costs as they have more inventory on hand and sales don't perform to the levels that they would like them to. That's right, so stay tuned for an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast next week as we roll on through the summer of freight. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change. Mm -hmm.